welcome to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast. This is Diane, your lactation consultant. And I'm Abby, the Badass Breastfeeder. And today's episode is brought to you by Fairhaven Health. Do you love lactation tea but hate the taste? Fairhaven Health Nursing Time Tea is an herbal lactation tea with a light lemon taste that you won't need to choke down. Nursing Time Tea is made with herbs such as fennel seed, goat's rue, and blessed thistle that have been used for centuries to support healthy milk supply and soothe an upset tummy. Head to fairhavenhealth.com and use promo code BADASS for 10% off your purchase. And And I have the review of the week for us. Yay. Oh, you sound so thrilled. (laughs) (laughs) I am. Yay. (laughs) I have a little bit of a cold, so if I sound like a different person right now, it's because my nose is like completely blocked up. Well, everybody I feel like is sick right now. I know. Yeah, the whole family is. Yeah. So I'm going to read a review from Shikali. Shikali. And she says that this has given her peace of mind. I've been breastfeeding my son for a little over two years. Woohoo! And while I wish I had this podcast when he was first born, I'm still glad I found it. I've been listening for at least six months. I had a fairly simple breastfeeding experience. It was mostly go with the flow, except for minor concerns. Listening to these two wonderful ladies and thinking back to so many things makes sense. The biggest breastfeeding hardship have been lately as he's now a toddler and people judge the fact that we are still breastfeeding but diane and abby put my mind at ease with the decision i am making thank you so much for all your realness and encouragement that's so awesome congratulations to you because it's yeah congratulations that's a really long time yeah awesome i think we need more like breastfeeding beyond infancy episodes because that's a real lonely time like a lot of the support i mean there's already a lack of support and then after like they're kind of a little bit grown up not grown up (laughs) not babies uh the support even more of the support drops away yeah or just even just so that mothers know that it's normal you know like i think people think oh you're you're supposed to be done now and or six months supposed to be done now and it's like really the norm is longer than that so if you want to go longer than that that's normal it's okay yeah you know it's like it's fine and there's people all around doing it you know sometimes people don't even talk about it because they just feel like out of place but you don't even know like all the people that are breastfeeding their toddlers it's amazing it really is so today we got a good one we do this is gonna be a fun one because this is like we say this like every week but seriously (laughs) well yeah at least we're excited about all of our topics that's true this goes along the lines of, like, myths, too, I think. Yes. It's such a, like, there's so many myths around milk supply, and that's how it gets to be so confusing, and then everyone thinks they have low milk supply. And oh. how is it possible that everyone has low milk supply? Maybe, possibly, there's a lot of terrible information out there. You think? Yeah. Just possibly there is. So, these are going to be um, a list of things that are not... A sign of low milk supply. Right. So if you see these things, it is not a sign of low milk supply. It is a sign of good milk supply. The stuff we're about to talk about. So don't let it be confused with, like, if we talk about these things, don't go, oh, my gosh, does that mean there's low milk supply? No. This is things that we're going to talk about today are things that we see that mothers ask us about all the time that we say, up. Oh, that is not a sign of low milk supply. You do no, not people have contact milk. us and say, oh, my God, I, you know, this is happening to me. Um, can you tell me how to boost my milk supply? 
And, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people, most people will say, can you tell me how to increase my milk supply? And then we reply with what's going on, because what makes you you think you have low milk supply? Yeah. And then people will say, well, this, except that's the problem is, is that usually what people say is not an indication of low milk supply. It's the misinformation. Right. So what are what's the list? So first on our list, first on the list is pumping output. This is a huge, like... Yes, that is such a, such a good one. You know, and as you get more into your breastfeeding relationship and your baby's a little bit older and you're, you know, you are doing more pumping, say you have to go back to work or you're doing some bottles or whatever, then it, we know, at that point, you know, okay, the pumping is just the pumping. It is what it is. But in the beginning, like the first couple times you might ever pump, if you don't get much milk, you go, oh my gosh, my baby's starving. There's like... No way I'm making enough milk for my baby. I only pumped an ounce. How is this even possible? There's no way. Yeah, I mean, like, some people just pump, like, drips into the bottle. Yeah. I remember that. Like, there would be, like, half an ounce on one side and the other side would be, like, drips. Yeah. And I'd be like, oh, my God, I don't have any milk. Or, what? you know how many times I've had a mom come to me? Still, still, in the 21st century, come to me and say, my pediatrician said, take 24 hours and just pump and see what the baby's getting. It's like, that is not... Oh, my gosh. That is not accurate. And it will make you feel like a failure. Pumping has nothing to do with your supply. The only time I ever use pumping as a gauge is to see, like, because if a mom says to me, oh, I'm pumping, you know, five ounces, which is not the norm, by the way, then I say, okay, there's probably an oversupply issue here going on. Like, I use that to gauge oversupply. Right. More than I use it to gauge no supply. Or if the mom is trying to say, I have a low milk supply, and I'm like, well, you know, what's happening? Are you pumping? Yes, I pump. I feed. I pump. And da-da-da-da. And I'm getting, you know, if she says, I get zero milk, then we need to talk about, okay, what's going on with that pumping? Or is it truly a low milk supply issue? But a lot of times, it's just the pumping thing. Because a lot of women, pumping is really not, not a very fun experience. For no, pumping is a pumping is a learned yeah is a learned skill and an art. Yeah. <laughs> you have to figure out how to do it. And even some people can work and work and work to pump, you know, and the, and the pump will never empty your breast the way your baby does. No. Mm-hmm. Right? You'll never get all of that out the way that your baby does. And some people will work and work and work and to learn the skill of um pumping and still just not pump a lot. Like people respond differently to pumps. They do. They respond differently to pumps. They different times of day. A lot of mothers don't realize yeah. that too. Like if I if you say to me I pump an ounce in the evening, that's great because in the evening you are tapped. Like you were just supply is just not pumping well in the evening. Morning, a lot of women find that they get more milk in the morning. So it's like it's varies depending on the day, time of day. It varies depending on the baby. It varies depending on the mom. It varies depending on where you are in your breastfeeding relationship. It's like it is so crazy how inconsistent pumping is yeah and we can't not use that yeah you can't use that as a gauge for your supply do not yeah if you are not pumping a lot do not think that you're not making a lot of milk because it's in there you just can't get it out right only your baby your baby's the only expert on being able to get it out and why are we trusting this machine over our body mamas do not do that do not look at the pump and go up this is telling me i don't have milk trust your body not your machine 
It's mm-hmm. just a machine. It's just a tool. It's all it is. Yeah. My, and if you're having my, trouble pumping milks, you know, enough milk to kind of get through your work day or to whatever, you know, there, there's there's other thing, you know, you can learn how to pump more milk. And um, actually on our website at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com, there's a great article um, to pump more milk, use hands-on pumping. I love that. Yeah. Um, and it's, yeah, it's a really great way to get more milk. Um, and then, of course, you're always going to want to check in with the caregiver about overfeeding because that was, happens too. I was just going to say that. When a mom says to me, I need to pump more milk, I'm not pumping enough for the baby while I'm gone. That's my first question. How much milk are they giving the baby? Because well, and then they'll say, a lot of people will say, I only get two ounces. And I'm like, that's a lot of milk. Yeah, that is like, I could never pump two ounces of milk. I mean, I had no idea what I was doing, but like two ounces of milk is a good, that's a good amount. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you could probably pump a little bit more if you used hands-on pumping. You could totally right. literally squeeze a little more out. Yeah. So don't worry about the pumping output. Yeah. The second one, this is one of my faves, taking a bottle. So oh, yes. Yes. And here's the situation. This, this is the most common situation that I see. We've got our newborn baby. And when I say newborn, we're talking like birth to probably, I don't know, a month or two. Feed the baby at the breast. Baby still, you burp the baby or whatever happens and the baby, you know, is awake or wakes up. Maybe they fell asleep while they were nursing and then they wake up because you burp them or they wake up because you change their diaper or something. Put them down, whatever. And they wake up and then they start rooting again. And people go, oh, the baby's hungry. The baby's still hungry. Or you fed the baby and the baby's a little fussy and people go, oh, the baby's crying. They're still hungry. So you go, oh, well, I just fed them, so I must not have any milk left. Let me give them a bottle. And they suck down that bottle, right? They suck it down yep. like they're starving and it's their last meal. Like it's <laughs> just crazy. That's totally what they do. Yep. They do. And it freaks people out because people are go, you know how many moms – and I always feel so hor- – like my heart so goes out to these moms because they'll call me and they'll be like – I must be star. I'm starving my baby. I'm starving them because like the I gave them a bottle and they just sucked it down, but they will not take the breast. And it's like that has nothing to do with their hunger at all. But yeah, I was told I was told that I was starving my baby. Oh, you remember that when I yes. like when he was first born and I wasn't making any milk. You know, the within hours of him being born, oh, yeah. and then he was crying because he was starving. Because you're supposed said. to have a full supply, and your baby's yeah. starving to death after they're yeah. born. Yeah, and so they're like, "You want to give him? You know, you need to give him some formula." And I was like, "Of course I do. Yes. Oh my god, give him formula. Yes. Oh my god, I don't want him to starve to death. He just got here." <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, the reason why they take that bottle like that is because babies. That suck reflex is involuntary, right? So we put the bottle in, it stimulates their suck reflex. It's hard, that bottle is very, you know, there's structure to that bottle. They can grab onto it. It makes them suck. It makes them swallow, which makes them suck again. And the milk is flowing and they have to either swallow it or choke on it. So what do you think they're going to do? They're going to swallow it. Mm-hmm. And then before you know it, it looks like they suck down this bottle. They are not starving. That does not, they're not mean yeah. they're starving. They're it, not sucking down a bottle because they're starving. They're sucking down a bottle because they don't know what else to do with it. And they have to. Yeah. It's like sink or swim. They Try an experiment. Do. Stick something else in their mouth. Right. What do they do? They suck on it like it's their, you know, like, yeah, like their life depends on it. Mm-hmm. That's just what they do when you put something in their mouth. Right. 
They can't help it. It's a reflex. It's involuntary for the first totally three months of their lives. Involuntary, yep. which means they have they just do it. So that is not a good indication. And put on top of that, that your newborn who just got here, as Abby put it, they just got here. So they don't know they're hungry. They don't know they're full. They don't know what that sensation is. They're newborns. They have no idea what that sensation is. So they are not going to go, oh, I'm full. I can't take that bottle. And a lot of times you will hear people say, oh, they won't take it if they're not hungry. A baby that's three days old absolutely will because they don't know the difference. No, they have no idea. They have no idea. Your baby's not controlling their hunger and their their satiated feeling and their hungry feeling. They don't know that at a couple of days old. So we have to kind of like – and it's confusing because we try to figure it out and we try to know what their cues are and their cries are. But it's really hard to know that when you've just met your baby. And that doesn't mean you're a bad mom. It just means that's normal. Like that's a normal thing. So – if they take the bottle, that does not mean they're starving. It doesn't at all. No, and if they are like, you know, they're continued to nurse, they seem fussy, they're, they're you know, they're, they're latched on for a really long time, you, you know, you feel like they're not um, getting enough milk, that's it. You know, let them continue to, to be at your breast. That's actually right. going to help your milk supply. You just let them be there. It doesn't mean they're starving. No. It, they're, they're supposed to be there at your breast, sucking. All and the time, pretty much. That's yeah. And I always thought, like, did you try to put them back on? You know, and it, I mean, if the mom is really sore, there's nipple damage, there's something going on with the latch. I mean, there's that's a totally different story. But if it's your, you know, if you fed your baby and they came off and they seem like they're hungry again, put them back on. If it's see, if they just suck a couple times and go to sleep, that's what they wanted to do. They wanted that comfort of sucking a few times so they could go to sleep in their mom's arms. It doesn't mean they're hungry. And people are, oh, yeah, give them a bottle. Oh, yep. Then they slept. They slept, you know, a couple hours. Well, yeah, because now they're over full. And that's not a good thing either. It's not a good thing to have a a doped up food coma baby all the time. So don't try to like, that is not our goal is to have like this baby that's so full that they're just going to sleep all the time. Yeah. So the fact that your baby took the bottle and drank it is not a sign of low milk supply. Right. Not a sign. And that brings us to our next one, which is crying and fussy. The crying, fussy baby Uh after a feeding. That is not a sign of hunger or a sign of low milk supply. Yeah. They could be fussy. It could be, you know, their time of day that they're fussy. All babies have that time of day, usually evening. Sometimes it, it could vary, but most mamas will tell you it's evening, that they're just super fussy. And they just, they're unsettled. Maybe they've got a burp. Maybe they've got some gas. Maybe they want to go to sleep. Maybe they want to keep sucking and you took them off. Who knows what it is? Maybe they don't even know what they're pissed off about, which is no, probably yeah. more No, yeah. That's a thing. They have no idea. Yeah. And but, you'll never know. Maybe it's too light. Maybe it's too dark. Maybe it's too cold. Maybe it's too hot. Maybe they peed. Maybe, you know, they have to fart. There's no, <laughs> you have no idea. They could be fussing about a million different things. It's not always food related. It's not. No, and f- yeah. Fussiness is like a really hard. You, you, that's not a really indicator of anything. Mm-mm. They're just fussy. They're babies. Yeah, I'm sometimes. fussy. I'm 42. Like, know. you know, there's not you can't you so can't that's not a gauge of. Yeah, there's no there's no this is not a sign of anything. And you see it on everything. Here's a sign. Signs of blah, blah, blah. Fussy baby. It's like on everything. Well, so you, 
Yeah. It's not you, that that's not an indication of anything except that they're a baby. Right. They're going to have their fussy times. And if you just kind of put that in your head that it's going to happen, you know, I mean, and you just have to figure out how to soothe them. For some babies, it's just their personality. Like they're just sometimes they're, they're just fussy. It's just their personality. And it doesn't mean that they're they need more food or that you have a low milk supply. And that is something that you hear a lot, too. It's like, well, baby is kind of fussy afterwards and I don't think I'm making enough milk. OK, yeah. we can't tie one with the other because they don't go together. They really don't. And more after a word from our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Fairhaven Health. The Milky's Milk Saver on the go is a mini version of the original Milk Saver loved by so many. This is a discreet breast milk collection system that can be tucked right into your shirt to collect milk that leaks throughout the day. It also protects sore nipples while they heal. Head to fairhavenhealth.com and use promo code BADASS for 10% off your purchase. And weight gain. Let's talk about weight gain. Mm. And we talked about this. We won't spend a ton of time on this because we just did a whole podcast on it last yes. week. See previous episode. Yeah. See previous episode about weight gain. But weight gain is not always a good indication of milk supply. You know, I mean, your baby could be a slow gainer. Your baby could be growing in length. Your baby could be, you know, super busy, rolling, crawling, all of that stuff. Um, there's a lot of reasons why babies gain the way they do. And when they are breastfeeding, they gain the way their bodies tell them to gain. So it might not be that they're putting on all these pounds and that's okay. That doesn't mean anything's wrong with your milk supply or, or that your milk doesn't have enough calories. Ugh. Hate that one. Or yes, there's not enough fat content in your milk. Whatever. Right. I can't even deal with that. Oh. I'm so jaded today about that. I know it's ridiculous, but how is your? It's it's true though. Like how? Oh, oh your body got it wrong. Yeah, you're you wrong. know, there's your not enough wrong. calories or fat in your milk. You know, just the whole human race. I don't know how they survived this whole time because it's all wrong. They made it all wrong for you, yeah. for your baby. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Does it? It it really like it's if you really think about it. It makes no sense. When a doctor says that to you or a mother or a, your mother or a mother-in-law or some random person at the subway, if they say that to you, like, then it makes, like, you go, oh, my gosh, maybe my milk does not have enough calories. Maybe that's the thing. It's not. If you really sit back and you think about it, your body made a baby. It's not going to make milk that isn't okay for that baby. It just isn't going to happen. It's not how it works. No. So do not even think about that. So waking is not an indication of low milk supply. We look at a lot of different things before we look at that weight gain, like if we, before we look at milk supply. But the first thing, you know, you take your baby to the doctor and they're not gaining the way the doctor says the baby should be gaining. Then we always go, oh, it's my milk supply. Nope, might not be your milk supply at all. It could be a totally different thing. So do not all of a sudden go to that as being an issue. Diaper output. Uh. So I will admit that I, I look at wet diapers for, for output. But poops, not as much. You know, like mm-hmm. 
the wet, like, especially in the very beginning, newborn, you know, the first week home or whatever, like milk's just coming in. We like to make sure the baby's got wet diapers and that the poop is changed from meconium, the dark sticky poop that is changed to that yellow poop. We mm-hmm. want to make sure that that's happened and that's happened within the first few, you know, five days or so. After that, I really don't worry too much about poop necessarily, but I do want to make sure like, is there a lot of wet diapers? Okay. Then the baby's hydrated. But sometimes moms will be like, but the baby didn't poop since yesterday or only pooped once today or only pooped once yesterday and hasn't pooped yet today. It's like, okay, well, we don't poop the same way our neighbor does. So like, <laughs> why, why do we have to have it where every baby poops the same? They don't. Their bodies work differently. And some babies don't poop every, you know, 20 minutes. Some babies will poop every single feeding. Some babies don't. This is a hot topic, man. Yeah. People get really upset about poop. They do. They, they do. really, really do. Yes. They and you a- have a lot of people who get really angry. If you say, you know, your baby's not, you know, your baby might not be pooping as much as you think they should and there might not be a problem, people will come in and tell you off. They will. Oh, the baby should be pooping every hour, every half an hour. Your baby should be, have a long, constant stream of poop out of their butt always. It, it's like... No. There's no evidence that that's how babies are. Right. I saw a mom last week who had a really difficult struggle with her first baby and only breastfed for a couple months, did not have very good guidance, was told to contact me and didn't. She knows who she is. I don't know if she's listening. But um, (laughs) she – so when she had her second one, she was like, I'm totally not going to be stubborn this time. I'm going to contact you, blah, blah, blah. So I saw her last week. And she does have a lot. She has a lot of milk, you know, and her milk was just coming in and she's got a lot of milk and it's second baby. You have more milk with each baby. She had an oversupply with her first one. Um, So she definitely, you know, had a lot of milk and this baby was taking a lot of milk when he fed. And I was there for probably an hour and that baby pooped like four times and had the most raw little butt little coolie because they get diaper rash from that the baby was cut because that's he's getting too much milk which is causing more waste so it's like we don't want those babies i'll ask you know if if a mom has oversupply or if they're overfeeding sometimes it's not in the spitting up you know sometimes they'll be like oh well the baby's not spitting up but are they pooping a ton oh yeah a ton well how does that feel you know that doesn't feel good now they got a raw butt because they're pooping constantly. It hurts. Yeah. And that is from too much because now there's a lot of waste. Whereas if we're feeding them the way they're supposed to be being fed, they don't have as much waste because their body is using all that breast milk. So it's like we don't want – like their babies poop the way their body tells them to poop just like we do. They're just little humans. Like we don't – I don't expect my kids to poop after every feeding. Every time they eat a meal, I don't expect them to poop. I just don't. Right. Right. You know, and babies, yeah. you know, everybody goes, oh, it's different. You know, they're babies, da, da, da. If they're not pooping, then there's a problem. I don't know. They're not that there's big. So, How much do they really have? Yeah. I don't There's know. so much contradictory information out there, there about that. Yeah, there really is. There's a lot about that. But, you know, you call your Peter, like, oh, my gosh, the baby's constipated. The baby's constipated. Breastfed babies don't get constipated. It's, like, not a thing. I can't even find research on it. And believe me, I've looked. It's just not. It's not a thing. 
People are going to be so mad that you said that. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But everybody can go look at the research, too. Look for the research. Like, real research. Don't look on something stupid. Look not for a blog. Yeah. yeah. Not a blog. I have a blog, and I'm telling you, don't look on my blog for, well, you know, your, your evidence-based research. Like, right. this is not where a place to look for that. Some blogs will have, like, the actual, I'll point you know, away, research but... or whatever. But, yeah. Right, we'll, right, we'll right, totally... right, right. But I did, I, I have looked for evidence on this, and I couldn't find any. I just... There's yeah. really nothing to it. Okay, uh, so output, not a sign. Not a sign. Um, full feeling breasts. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. This is a good one. Mm-hmm. And this, you know, because you, you have this baby, you feel full during pregnancy, or you get bigger during pregnancy, you have the baby, your milk comes in, and you, like, double in size. Some women do, some women don't, but mm-hmm. a lot of women just feel more full, noticeably fuller. And then for days, you feel full, then you empty with the feed, and then you fill back up again, and then you empty with the feed, and then you fill back up again. And you just get used to that feeling so full, mm-hmm. and then your body adapts to it, and then you don't feel as full. And you know how many calls I get with people saying, I, I, I think something happened to my milk supply because it's like, I don't feel full anymore. I don't think I have, any, I don't think I have enough milk anymore. I don't feel full. Yeah. They're like, oh, to. it feels empty. They're just sagging here now. Yeah. Welcome to the club. Yeah. <laughs> That's how they're going to be now. <laughs> you are not supposed to feel full for the duration of your breastfeeding experience. However long that might be, you should not feel full that whole time. How uncomfortable would that be? Could you no, imagine? I mean, yeah, no. So no, that, yeah. that should go away. That should go away. For some women, it goes away after the first couple of weeks. And for some women, it goes away after the first two or three months. But whatever your situation, if you start to feel not as full, that's okay. That's normal. It doesn't mean your milk supply is gone. That's how it should be. Yeah. yeah your, your body should even out. If your body's not evening out, even out, evening out after weeks and months, that's a problem. Yes, exactly. You know, it should be evening out, and you shouldn't be feeling like an inflated balloon all the time. No, not at all. So we don't want that. Um, along not a with sign. that, Not a sign. Along with that goes leaking. Oh, yeah. Some women leak. Some women do not leak. It's very individualized. And it means nothing. And that has nothing to do with how much milk is in your breast. Right. means nothing. Just sometimes it leaks out. Yep. So if your friend's like, oh, my gosh, I leak all the time. And you're like, oh, I never leak. Go, "Ah, I never leak. You know, like that should be your your thing. Yeah, you should brag about that. Brag about it. (laughs) It has no indication of your milk supply. It's just something that happens. So growth spurts. How many times do you hear about like your baby or your, somebody says to you, oh my gosh, my baby is feeding like, you know, every couple hours and everything was normal. And then all of a sudden they just seem so hungry all the time. I, I think something's going on with my milk supply. Yeah. That's probably a growth spurt. Your baby is probably just, you know, keep growing and needing more milk. So they're feeding more frequently, which is just going to give your body more milk. That's what's going to happen. They're, they're getting what they need. They're just feeding extra to get it. It doesn't mean that you don't have it. It means they're telling your body that they need it and they're taking it. And that's normal. Yep. And as long as you let them, you're going to do that and they're going to, yeah, they, they know how to regulate your milk supply. Yeah. Just let them do their thing. They're yeah. going to make your, they're going to make your milk supply totally exactly what it should be for them. Yeah. And then they're going to even back out again to, you know, whatever routine they were at before. They'll probably kind of cycle back into that again. But they do have those periods every few weeks or whatever where they eat, 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 eat. And moms go, oh my gosh, but just go with it because it's probably just a growth spurt. 
And if it's not a growth spurt, then that's something that's going to be a long-term thing. And they're going to be doing it all day long. And with growth spurts, it's not like how it is. So just kind of go with it. Let them feed. They boost your supply. They get what they need. And then they go back into their routine. And then you notice that they're bigger or their nails are grown or their hair looks longer or they're doing Mm. something new developmentally. You know, like it's just it's amazing how it all goes together. Mm -hmm. Cluster feeding is another big Mm -hmm. one. If so. It is really important to know before you have a baby that babies do cluster feed. And if they're cluster feeding, that does not mean there's something wrong with your milk supply. It means that they're just, that's what they're doing. It's comfort. It's security. It's trust. It's being with their mom. It's, you know, some of it's about the food, but not always. So moms always go to that feeling of, okay, the baby's cluster feeding in the evening, and that's because I have less milk in the evening, right? I'm like, no, you don't. Actually, to be honest, your milk is higher in fat in the evening, so they should not even need as much because they're getting more milk or more substance to that milk. They just cluster feed because it's just what they do. <laughs> it's just a baby thing. And it starts usually after two or three weeks, and it goes on till about two months or so. Usually what I ask moms is, okay, are they doing that all day? No, it's just like in the maybe from like 7 to 10. Okay, that's cluster feeding. If your baby wasn't getting enough milk, that would be happening all day long. Yeah. And they're like, oh, okay. Like it's just those little – like you just got to plant that seed and then they're like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Like my baby wouldn't be – my milk supply wouldn't dip just at a certain time of the day. You know, like it just doesn't – Oh, yeah, I have no milk at 7 p.m., but I'm full of milk at 1 p.m. So maybe my yeah. baby should just feed at 1 p.m. because that's when I have all the milk. <laughs> no, it doesn't work like that. So the last one that we're going to talk about is the frequency of feedings. Mm. So one cool thing that we haven't really talked about on the podcast that is a really real thing is storage capacity. Mm. And every woman has different storage capacity in her breasts. And if you're a woman who has a smaller storage capacity, then maybe your baby's eating a little bit more frequently. And that's okay. That doesn't mean you have less milk. It just means your your breasts are filling at a different rate and you're holding a different amount of milk than maybe somebody else who's feeding every, you know, four hours or whatever. It's just different. So if your baby is still gaining weight fine – they're growing fine. They're developing fine. All of that stuff is fine. It, it doesn't matter how frequently they eat. You know, so it's it that people look at that and go, oh, you're maybe you're not making enough milk because you're feeding your baby every hour and a half instead of every three hours like society tells you you should be. Right. It does not mean anything. We want to we want your baby to be growing and be happy and developing and reaching their milestones and if they're doing that what's you know like if they're doing that feeding more frequently than not frequently then what's the problem like that's okay yeah i know yeah right i think we have this built-in kind of thing just to worry yeah and that's okay it's a survival thing that's like it's you know it's what gets us that's just what kept us alive but you can trust your baby to kind of be working this out and if you have you know, if if after listening to this podcast, you still have questions about your milk supply, or you still have concerns because of other things that you're seeing, then contact a lactation consultant mm-hmm. because they're going to be able to give you a one-on-one consultation and li- listen to the whole story of what's going on. Um, and people, you know, will say, well, you know, 
it's too much. It's too much work. It's too much. I don't have time for that. But you're going to your pediatrician. I know you all are. Yeah. Because everyone goes to those appointments. And everyone, you know, you know, and we buy all the stuff. We have like a lactation consultant consultation is going to cost a little bit of money. It will not cost as much as for supplementing with formula. No, it won't. It will not cost as much as, you know, all the other things that you're going to, that you're buying for your baby anyway. Right. And this is something that you, in, you know, and, and Diane does consultations, which you can find at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com. And you can help people file with their insurance, right? Yeah. Yep. And the other thing that I tell, well, I was just, uh, I tell my husband, I should tell other people, but I tell him <laughs> because, you know. That's just the way life rolls. He's there (laughs) listening sometimes. But um, I, I had this happen yesterday where I spent a really long time with a family. And the majority of what I did with them was a lot of this stuff. And it was a lot about this is your baby's behaving this way because of this and your baby's behaving this way because of this. And this is what you should do with your newborn. And this is what it was a lot of just talking about normal baby education. It's education. And I have one of my degrees is in maternal child health. So I am very skilled in helping a mom kind of navigate through. It's not even just half the time what I do with families isn't even lactation. I feel like it's more about like baby behavior and settling in and getting things like you're not going to get that at your pediatrician more you know like you're not going to get that with just random online stuff you have to have somebody that's looking at the whole picture at the whole dyad and being able to go okay this is what i see happening here you know i mean it's worth its weight in gold oh my god it really is just so worth it it is is so so worth it and you likely won't need more than one consultation. Right. I didn't. I talked to one lactation consultant both times with both children. And that one conversation completely changed my direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I ended up breastfeeding them, you know, until they were like, you know, adults. <laughs> just so, kidding. But for a really long time, yeah. you know, I mean, it just completely changed the course of events. But the bottom line here is if you ever have concerns about your milk supply, don't just automatically turn to, yes. oh, my God, I better throw in the towel. Like, definitely get right. find the answers because it's important. Find the answers for that because it might not be an issue at all. It might just be something else that we need to look at. Yep. It might be totally normal. Yep. Absolutely. And that's it. That's my list. Thank you so much for listening. And please share your experience in the review section on iTunes. And maybe you can be our review of the week. And also head to BadassBreastfeedingPodcast.com where you can find sponsor links, our promo codes, all of our other episodes, as well as a list of resources and information about how you can schedule your online consultation with Diane. Bye. Bye.